0: You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and by our good friends over at the Glebe Central Pub. Guys, they are the presenting sponsor of the postcast. Go to the Glebe Central Pub, your neighborhood pub in the heart of Glebe. Great people, great food, and tasty drinks. You can find them at 779 Bank Street, and tell them that the Locked On Senators podcast sent you. Now, the Ottawa Senators, as Jake Sanderson said in the second intermission, they laid it all on the line in that third period. But ultimately, it's not enough as they fall three to two in overtime to the Washington Capitals. Now, the big storyline for this game was Alexander Ovechkin just one goal away from tying Gordie Howe's goal record, second most in NHL history at 801. And we all thought that was going to be the big issue here is Alex Ovechkin constantly tears up the Sens. We've seen him do it before, and I think Sens fans were saying, well, if there's a record to be broken, or a big goal to be scored by an opponent. It's going to happen against the Sens, and it's going to happen at the CTC. But that didn't happen, thankfully. Alexander Ovechkin did have himself one hell of a game, two assists along with six shots. And on the TSN broadcast, they talked about how Alex Ovechkin now has the most shots in NHL history, which... Doesn't really come as a surprise with a guy that shoots as much as he does. And that stat was only counted. I believe they started in the 60s or something like that. So Alex Ovechkin does not get his historical goal up against the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa in front of Sens fans. Thankfully for that. But he does get the last laugh. It's a 3-2 win for the Washington Capitals. And I don't know about you guys. uh, Mix in the chat if you thought that uh, the Ottawa Senators had any chance in this game. When they go down to just 10 forwards as Tyler Mott, he gets hurt. Uh, It looks like a hooking play is what kind of makes him slip and fall and he leaves the ice. That's disappointing for Tyler Mott as he's just coming back from injury only a few games. And now the Senators are down to 11 forwards. And then Rourke Chartier, who has been playing well in a limited role for the Sens, he blocks a shot. It hits his hand and he is now out of the game as well. That's just 10 forwards. so. Considering that for most of the game, the Ottawa Senators were without two of their forwards, I'd actually say it's a pretty good effort from this team, especially up against the Washington Capitals, who get Darcy Kemper back. At least the Ottawa Senators got Tim Stutzle back, but he ends up playing. You would think a centerman that is coming off a shoulder injury their first game back, they would ease him into the game. Yeah, that didn't exactly work out as he plays the most ice time of any forward, 27 minutes 52 seconds that is a season high amount of ice time for Tim Stutzler and it's also a career high so Timmy plays the most ice time in his entire career in a game where he's coming back and is supposed to be eased in he was a 50-50 decision at the start of this game but thankfully He did come back and play here. So, as we like to do on the postcast, let's go through this in chronological order. And thanks, guys, all 36 of you that are hopping in here. It's my first solo postcast. So, the vibes would have been a lot better with the win here. But I'll try to keep the vibes up uh, as this is a much-earned, well-deserved point that the Ottawa Senators get. But let's go through the goal summary here. So, The Sens, they actually end up opening the scoring here, and you guys know I love when defensemen take wristers from the point and it's able to get tipped by the forwards, and Holden, this is a high wrister that he takes, like, it's not one that's easy uh, below the knees or along the ice that you can get a stick on, and Alex Dabrinkit, he actually has to reach over. He extends his stick in a long, long way, as long as a guy his size can do. And he gets a piece of it, and that completely fools Kemper. And rightfully so, as the redirect totally changes the angle. There's no chance for Darcy Kemper on that one, if you ask me. So that opens the scoring. That's Alex Dabrinkit's 10th goal. Thank God he gets the double digits. Uh, it took him longer than I think most fans would think. But... He does get the goal. It's not on the power play. It's a 5-on-5 goal, which is nice to see. And assists go to Holden and Pinto. So it's one nothing for your Ottawa Senators at that point. It doesn't take long for the Capitals to come back, though, as they really put on a lot of pressure in the first period and the second period. Honestly, they were dominating. Claude Giroux, he takes a slashing penalty It's one of those where he comes down hard on Mantha's stick. The stick breaks. It's an easy call for the ref to make. So he heads to the box. And Kuznetsov, he takes a shot from the far faceoff dot. And I like Sanderson's idea here. He guts down on the ice. He tries to block it. But unfortunately, that puck hits off of him and beats Talbot. Not much chance for Talbot there, unfortunately. Like The redirects, just like the one on Kemper. The goalies don't have much of a chance there, and that one ties it up at one. Then that ends up being the rest of the period. The Caps shoot the Sens twelve to five in the first period, so clearly the Sens are not getting it going like they were hoping to. And this is when Chartier blocks a shot. It's kind of the first play or one of the early plays in the second period, so he's out. And Cam Talbot, he was making saves. All over this game. And he makes a big one here. As Ovi. His shot is redirected off Hamannick. Carlson gets the rebound. But Talbot dives. He falls over and he catches it. But he's able to stop that one. And not give it a rebound. Which is very crucial for the Ottawa Senators at this point. But ultimately it doesn't matter. As Ovi on the power play. He one times it. Or sorry this one's not on the power play. Ovi one times it in his office. It gets stuck in Talbot. He's got it in his equipment. He's not sure where it is, and then it slips loose. It trickles towards the line, and Milano and Holden, they're battling it out, but ultimately it looks like Milano taps it in right before it crosses the line. Noodles was convinced that that was Ovi's goal. That goal would have tied Alexander Ovechkin with Gordie Howe for second-most goals in the NHL. That would have been wild, absolutely, if that happens, but it doesn't because Milano ends up getting that one. And that makes it 2-1 to one for Washington Capitals. And the rest of the period, Ovi gets a second assist on that one. But the rest of the period does not go well for the Ottawa Senators as Cam Talbot has to make a couple more big saves. Uh, Jensen misses an open net backdoor. He slides it right through the crease right behind Talbot. That could have been an easy goal. But the Caps out-shoot the Sens 15-7. to seven in the second period as well. So they're just dominating at this point when you take a look at the shot totals. And although it's only a one goal game, this one really seemed like it was out of reach for the Ottawa Senators. I don't know about how you guys were feeling after this, but it really didn't seem like they had much of a chance But Jake Sanderson, he mentions it in the intermission. There's no game tomorrow. The game up against the Detroit Red Wings has been postponed due to weather. It's going to be played on February, uh, the end of February. I forget if it's the 27th or 28th, but it's a weird situation because the Saints are going to be playing a back-to-back against Detroit, both games against Detroit and both games at the CTC. So you don't see that too often, but the schedule makers, they can only do so much. I actually think it's a blessing in disguise. I'll get into more of that on tomorrow's episode of the Locked On Senators podcast. But that's where we head. It's 2-1 going into the third. And I would say this is the TSN turning point of this game. The third period, 18 seconds in. Sonny Milano, high sticks. Travis Hamnick in the face. He's bleeding. It's a double minor penalty. And if you're the Ottawa Senators with one of the better power plays in the league, You are so thankful for that power play and a double minor nonetheless. And I was surprised to see that Alexander Ovechkin was out there killing penalties. I didn't realize he did that too often. Excuse me, as he's out there. And the Senators, they do a really good job of creating pressure. Like, I thought this power play unit, obviously the top unit, Is really good and getting Tim Stutzle back is a big, big part of this game. As Timmy played 7 minutes and 18 seconds on the power play. And they get it done here. Brady, he's beside the net. He sends it out front. Batherson's all alone out front somehow. And he redirects it through Kemper's pads. It's 2-2 here. And Drake Batherson, he is on an absolute heater as that is a 10-game point streak for him, and it's his ninth power play goal of the season. That ties it up at two, and now you're thinking, all right, the Senators, if they can just hold on here, there's a lot left in the third period, but if they can hold on, they can at least get one point. And when you're down 10 forwards for the better part of this game, like Chartier goes off at the start of the second period, it's pretty impressive that the Ottawa Senators were able to hold down the Washington Capitals and bring it, to overtime as that is a big part of why they're able to get a point and then when it rains it pours it seems like when the senders get players injured during the game it never stops just like when uh, Zub broke his jaw I think Hamannick also uh, left a bit of that game with an injury that led to a goal but Jake Sanderson he blocks a shot and it looks like it hits him up high He's holding his throat a little bit and you get real concerned there as uh, Hamnick and Zub, they dealt with shots hitting them up high in that game that I mentioned and Zub ultimately broke his jaw there. We're hoping that it wasn't that serious for Sanderson. I didn't notice him come back in this game, so I don't think he did and his ice time kind of reflected that as he only played 15 minutes, 55 seconds. So hopefully that is not a serious injury For Jake Sanderson. And Dom Nicoletta. He lets DO, go. And you can see DJ is just shaking his head. He's frustrated. And then just after that. Thomas Shabbat, It looks like he gets tied up with Kuznetsov. And he looks like he's in pain on the bench. But he ends up being okay thankfully. And the Senators. Like I mentioned. They're able to hold on. And send this game to overtime. They did have a power play. Where they took a timeout. And there was a couple decent chances. Drew with a shot from the half wall. Brady gets the tip, but they're not able to score. And this game is headed to overtime. And now you're thinking, all right, these guys, these Senator players, they have a lot of tired legs. I mean, you want your best players out there. You want your Timmies, your Claude Drews, your Brady Kachucks, but they've had to play major minutes. Like I mentioned, Tim Stutzel plays a career-high 27 minutes and 52 seconds. And then Brady Kachuk. And Claude Giroux all playing big minutes. Brady and DeBrinket play over 24 minutes. Giroux playing 21 and a half minutes. So your top guys are kind of tired. They're kind of gassed here. And the Washington Capitals, when they go to overtime, they've got a couple guys that are absolute finishers. Alexander Ovechkin, to name a few. But I actually thought the Sens looked decent here. As Timmy, he got a really good opportunity. He didn't quite get enough of it. And then players crashed into the net. And you you thought maybe this is a decent scramble that they can capitalize on. But it doesn't work. Shout out to all the fans that were at that game. At this point in overtime, the Go Sens Go chants were absolutely thundering through the building. Like you could hear it on the broadcast. So if these Sens players needed a push from the fans, if they needed a little bit of extra motivation to try to cap off this game with a win before heading into a little bit of a Christmas break here, they got it from the fans at the CTC. So just want to give a nod out to everyone that had boots on the ground for that game. Now, here's where the goal happens the washington capitals you got to tip your hat to them they do a really good job of on the fly they're holding the puck they're waiting for guys to uh, cycle get fresh legs on there and johansen he gets it he skates to the far side he comes down the wing and he rips one blocker side and it beats cam talbot the issue here is two of the Caps players they switch going into the zone and brady's not really sure which player to take he ends up going to the player that switches and that leaves Batherson to cover Johansson. But Batherson isn't expecting it. He's a little tired and he's flat footed. Johansson notices that. He puts on the Jets. He gets a step ahead of Batherson and he's all alone on the wing and he beats Talbot blocker side. So that is how this game ends in a 3 2 overtime loss to the Washington Capitals. But I would say the main points are you didn't let Alexander Ovechkin score his record breaking goal. Cheers to that. Um, But he does get two assists here, and you ultimately lose this game. But getting a point here, I would say, is a pretty big deal. Like, it, it, no one would have blamed the Sens if they're not able to get into overtime here, when not only are you kind of down and out already, but then you lose two players in the game. And like I said, Jake Sanderson left at least for a bit of time. I, st- I don't think he came back in this game. So... You were without three players for a lot of this game, and that's tough if you're the Sens. So you got to credit them for a big effort, as every point when you're last in your division and just trying to hang on, especially up against Eastern Conference teams, if you can get a point on them, that's decent. And I think the Sens, they deserve a, a kind of thick tap here for that effort, all of them as they're going to get a break here heading to Christmas. They won't play until the 27th up against the Boston Bruins on Tuesday. As we always do on the postcast. I've got a Sen Central standout presented by the Glebe Central Pub. Guys, they are the presenting sponsor of the postcast, and for a good reason, we love our friends over at the Glebe Central Pub as they do a great job of having a spot for Sens fans to gather. There's a shuttle for this game, so if you guys took that shuttle, you can enjoy going to Glebe Central Pub before the game, getting some chicken wings, getting a, um, a nice beer before the game, or maybe a few. And then you head to the game. You enjoy a pretty good effort from the Sens. You get a little bonus content as they bring this game into overtime. And the shuttle brings you right back to the Glebe Central Pub. So you've got to check them out. They are our favorite pub in the Ottawa area. And they're in the heart of. You can find them at 779 Bank Street and tell them that the Lockdown Senators sent you. The Glebe Central Pub is your neighborhood pub in the heart of Glebe. Great people, great food, and tasty drinks. So I'm gonna to get to my send central standout here, guys. I'm not able to see any of the uh, chat going on. I don't know if the chat is just dead quiet here, and I'm just shouting into the void here. But I haven't seen any chat mentioned. If you guys are there, if you uh, are asked, wanting to ask some questions or get my opinion on some of the things of how the game went, send it in the chat, and I will try to get back to you. But I got to give my Glebe Central Pub, Sense Central standout here. I think it's it's a pretty easy choice, if you ask me, because Cam Talbot was an absolute stud in this game, as he really is the only reason the Senators are able to hold on here. When you're looking at the Washington Caps out shooting the Senators 40 to 25. Just ridiculous that he's able to make a lot of saves. I've got in my notes him making massive saves. That one where he has to catch that redirect. Uh, He's able to, like I always mention with Cam Talbot, his rebound control is excellent. And I'm not blaming too many of these goals on him. Like, and when I'm looking back through them, the Kuznetsov first goal, that hits Sanderson and deflects on him. Not much he can do there. And then an OV one-timer. He does save it, and he's not sure where it is. It slips through his pads and goes in again. Not really going to blame him. And then the one you would like to get back is that game winner, though, as Johansson just comes down the wing and absolutely rips one past him. But you're not always going to be able to stop those. And the fact that he was able to make 37 of 40 saves is pretty good for me. So I definitely think the Central standout presented by the Glebe Central Pub should go to the goaltender, the 1A goaltender of this Ottawa Senators team in Cam Talbot. Now, one thing that the... Ottawa Senators, they've been relying on and it's helping them win games here, is the power play. Yes, they do get a power play goal with Drake Batheson getting his ninth power goal of the season, assisted by Brady Kachuk and Tim Stutzla. but they end up going one for six here, which, when you get six opportunities up against the Capitals and you're down a few guys, I think the Ottawa Senators would like to capitalize on a few more of those opportunities, no pun intended there. But, again, You know what? This is a tough game to win when you're down two players early. I'm not that disappointed or upset in the Ottawa Senators. And they do a good job of holding Ovi. They don't let the cap storm onto the ice for record-breaking goals. That was a big part of what Ross and I wanted. That was my key to victory here. So they do that. But ultimately, they're not able to get the win, unfortunately. So... That's going to be it for the Sens for quite a while. As I mentioned, they don't play until the 27th as tomorrow's game is postponed. Thankfully, Uh, I think that was the right decision with some of the stuff coming out about the storm like people are throwing out terms like storm of a generation and things like that so the nhl is trying to get ahead of things and not uh, have layers and fans and media and people working the game uh, be at risk trying to get to work and trying to get to this game in canada so i think it's the right move and we want to play detroit later on in the season anyways by late february Josh Norris very well could be back in this lineup, and this team looks a lot better with Josh Norris, let me tell you that. One thing I did notice, though, speaking of Josh Norris, uh, Tim Stutzla having to come in here and play a lot of minutes. He didn't take a lot of face-offs, and for a good reason, his shoulder, he's coming back from a shoulder injury. He's only one for six in the face-off dot, but... When you have wingers like Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux, that can take a lot of draws. That helps out big time. As Brady goes eight for fifteen for fifty-three percent, and Claude Giroux goes 12 for 16. What a legend! Good for 17. percent So Brady and um Claude actually end up taking 31 draws here, where Tim Studs will only take six. So that kind of tells you where Timmy's at with his face-offs and how his shoulders feeling. But Overall, a good effort here. You hope that Rook Chartier and Tyler Mott are able to come back after Christmas. Artem Zuby, freshly signed on a four-year extension. He is expected to come back after Christmas, according to Bruce Garyock. So hopefully that game against the Bruins on the 27th, he will be there. And... I will see all you guys. Thank you for following along on the postcast. Like I mentioned, I'm not able to see the chat here. So sorry if you guys are uh, yelling at me. But uh, when I do the postcast by myself, I don't have all the production qualities that Ross brings to this show. So I'm just winging it. I'm trying to drive the bus as best as I can. So I'm glad you guys were able to stick around and enjoy that as I will be going solo for tomorrow's podcast episode as well. Ross is in the heart of enemy territory in Toronto right now, halfway on his trip to Florida. So we hope he has a safe flight heading from Toronto to Florida. As like I mentioned, the storm is likely going to be pretty intense. So safe travels to my guy, my co-host Ross Levitan, and I'm going to be doing the pod by myself, but we do have a very special interview for you guys. Scott Wheeler of The Athletic is going to give us a full World Junior preview. He talks about who the favorite is for this tournament. We talked about all four Sens prospects in Tyler Boucher, Thomas Hamara, uh, Zaka Stavchuk and of course, Oscar Peterson, Pistol Pete, our guy. So stay tuned in tomorrow's episode of the Lockdown Senators for that. Thank you, guys. For hanging out with me on this Thursday afternoon, and I will see you tomorrow for tomorrow's episode of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Brandon Pillar. The Ottawa Senators lose three-two in overtime to the Washington Capitals. This has been another edition of the Locked On Senators postcast presented by the Glebe Central Pub. It's your team every day, and let's get some go sends go in the chat.